to give res show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. Ladies and gentlemen, heels and faces, casual wrestler fans, and all you smart marks, I am Kayfabe AJ, and this is Kayfabe Avenue, and today we're bringing you the SmackDown wrap-up. We're a few hours removed from the ending of, of the show, and wow, <laughs> wow. Like, I'm so happy with the, the the events of the show from the beginning to the end. It was just great all around. And, you know, Tribal Chief is all over this episode. And that's what made it so good to me. I'm, I'm loving this story. But before we get to the opening... We have the moment of silence for Pat Patterson, who just recently Pat passed away a few days ago. So rest in peace, Pat. Um, we had a whole bunch of superstars out there from the past and present. We had a couple people like Sergeant Slaughter, you know, amongst them. And, um, you know, pretty much we get the thank you, Pat chants and images of Pat Patterson in the crowd, so, you know, once again, my condolences to the family of Pat Patterson, and rest in peace, Pat, he was the first intercontinental champion, so, you know, just imagine the legacy, you know, he started as the first champion, that championship is known as the workhorse title, the the person who's next in line has a long legacy, and it begins with Pat. Not only that, he was a booker, he was, you know, a, a recruiter, he was so much backstage, a producer, and even in his old older years, in the Attitude Era, he was one of the stooges for Vince McMahon, and, you know, had so much comedic value, so much presence in the product, and, you know, he's a true legend, who's definitely going to be missed amongst his peers. And, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of the fans are mourning his loss. I definitely have a few moments in my childhood where, you know, I remember getting a good laugh from Pat Patterson and, you know, everything he gave to us, you know, in the Attitude Era. But nonetheless, the wrestling world, the wrestling community is definitely mourning a lot of people remembering him. You know, a, a lot of the legends that we see now as legends and, you know, the the legends of the 90s, they all looked up to Pat. They all, you know, kind of was taught by Pat, you know. So a lot of impact, a lot of legacy. I'm pretty sure they're going to be having a lot to uh, remember. Probably some documentaries and things to come. Hopefully they do, you know, something for him along the lines of that. But we go straight into the opening of SmackDown. And like I said, the Tribal Chief is all over this episode. 
So Caleb Braxton actually manages to get a um, one-on-one interview with Roman Reigns in the ring. And, you know, he comes out, definitely spends his sweet-ass time walking down the ring, staring, you know, at Kayla from the outside. He's, he totally milks the fuck out of his entrance, and it, it works. It works. The His entire package right now is, you know, from promo to look to just presence, you know, having Paul Heyman, the storyline with his cousin, is just I'm I'm so happy to finally be happy about Roman Reigns. I've known he's had talent for years, but it seems like they always put a, a bottle cap on him and wouldn't let him really reach his full potential. They try to like John Cena roll him. Now it just feels authentic. It feels like he's really coming from a creative place of his own. It doesn't feel like he's being spoon-fed lines. It just seems so much more natural. I don't know if it's, you know, the writers backstage or them really just truly letting him finally be himself, you know, along with the coaching of Paul Heyman. But we get, you know, well, I can't even say right into it because, like I said, he takes forever to get into the ring. So, um, Braxton, uh, Caleb Braxton pretty much announces him and, uh, she, she mentions all, you know, all his accolades and stuff like that. Or so she thought, um, when Roman, when Roman finally spoke, he's like, if you're going to announce me, you should do it right. Know which one you do. You know, which one you missed. And then Paul Heyman jumps in and after he gives him, uh, Roman gives him a look. And he's like, the reigning, defending, undisputed heavyweight champion, the best of the best, Roman Reigns. So <laughs> already digging in, in into his heel, you know, heel tactics. And, you know, having Kayla as, as the, the foil was definitely entertaining to watch and he goes um pretty much she well she asks about what happened last week and we get the the clip of Reigns and Jay Uso um you know going over the Survivor Series loss and everything that transpired last week on SmackDown so um he you know basically him belittling Jay and Jay ended up taking uh, taking out all his frustration on the other superstars like Otis and then uh, eventually Daniel Bryan, and which led to main event Jay Uso, which is what they're calling him now, main event Jay Uso versus Kevin Owens last week, which was a great show. Check out the review on that from last week. Really good episode of SmackDown. And this continued that momentum. SmackDown is, is easily becoming my favorite Show Raw was really on a uh, a rise after a big big decline, but now SmackDown ever since Roman Reigns returned, just easily is becoming my favorite WWE show right now. Um, as far as main roster, um, so where was I? Um, 
so yeah, just going over the promo, uh, I mean, the recap segment from last week with Jay Uso, and she pretty much asked um, if um, he has fear of Kevin Owens. He, 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 yeah. I enjoyed the holiday. He tells her, This is probably the biggest thing you've ever done in your career. The most relevant you've ever been. The most viewed thing you've ever been a part of. And you come in here and ask me stupid questions. Michael Cole is right over there. He could have come and talked to me, but he gave her a chance. And she's blowing it with stupid questions. <laughs> she then asks if it's a possibility that Roman was using his cousin and manipulating him. And then Roman with his fucking expressions, which has been spot on his acting. Every The performance is finally what we've been asking for for years. Just... The body language acting, like, it's amazing with, with Roman right now. He ends up smiling at her, you know, and then tells her, those are stupid words for stupid people. <laughs> Do I look like a man who manipulates? I'm a protector. I'm a provider. He tells us that uh, Jay Uso is one half of the greatest tag team in WWE History, but what has Jay done in the last two to three months? Roman then uh starts you know jabbing at her and saying that Paul went and you know went to bat for her and gave you know gave her the opportunity to talk to Roman because of his work with her on um her show on the WWE network, and then he you know tells Heyman to tell this amateur how it is completely disrespecting. Caleb Braxton, which I really enjoy. <laughs> Heyman then tells tells her, which probably is realistic. The ratings for SmackDown have been on the highest surge in 2020. He um says that Roman Reigns is a motivator, and then um pretty much says that Jay Uso has elevated to main event. Jay Uso and has been having the best matches. Because of Roman's motivation. Then um, Kevin Owens comes out and interrupts. And, uh, you know, Owens says that he's been waiting all week for Roman. And since Roman isn't coming to him, he'll come to Roman. Then Jay cuts him off and says, they're not down with that. Um, Owens you know, cuts him off and says, I wasn't talking to the bus boy. I was talking to the head of the table. What do you say? Huh? If not, let me think. Oh, I just got the the place. Uh, TLC, and let's not stop there. If you're the head of the table as you claim, let's put a table. Let's get a ladder. Maybe some chairs. Put that title on the line and settle this like men. What do you say then? Um, hey, man's a snatching Jay Uso's uh, mic. And Kale as us, you know, saying, or we could just do it right now. Um, so, you know, Roman ends up taking the mic, and uh, Roman basically says 
that he doesn't fear anyone and he accepts the challenge. He says that if he was the man he used to be, he whoop Kevin's ass right now. But there's a time and place for everything, and he's not a savage. There's a lady in the ring. This amateur lady he just disrespected. <laughs> Perfect heel work. I'm telling you, go back and watch this episode of SmackDown. If you've been ever disinterested in Roman Reigns at any point, or you've been a fan of Roman this entire time, but maybe follow, this is the best version of Roman Reigns we've ever gotten. This is the version of Roman Reigns that I believe will be talked about in the next five to ten years or even in the future. If he continues this this upward trajectory in his character work, oh my lord. He can he I'm convinced he can elevate to being one of the GOATs, to being on the level of Austin, Triple H, Rock, you know, one of those guys in WWE. Before this tribal chief uh, situation, I really couldn't see it. You know, before the the him leaving for cancer, you know, when he came back for, uh, from from battling cancer, he he did gain some respect from the fans and he was sympathized with. But this is just high quality all around. But um, tells Kevin Owens he's not a savage. This lady in the ring tells him to grow up. And drops the mic. Exits with uh, Paul Heyman and Jay Uso. And then Owens pretty much tells him, how about you grow some balls? Because right now, you're just a bitch. Roman, perfect character work, stops. The camera, like, zooms in on his face. And he, like, mumbles to himself. And then, like, just walks off. And, and you know, you could tell he was holding back from just... Running down there and doing what he probably would have done as a as a face. Then, you know, backstage from uh, we go to commercial. Then backstage, we have um, Jay Uso pretty much talking to Roman and telling him that Kevin Owens um overstepped and that he knows he might have overstepped by accepting the TLC match for Roman. He knows he messed up, and you know Roman tells him that. Consequences, consequences have acts. You know, all actions have consequences, and and then, you know, hugs his cousin and walks off. So, you know, we, we'll see more build up at the end of the night. We the main event is pretty much uh, Roman and Jay versus KO and Otis. Otis getting his you know retribution. No uh, pun intended to the group. Getting his retribution for the attack Jey Uso gave to him last week with the steel chairs. So, we'll go back to the Tribal Chief. I'm, I'm saying amazing work. And it, it it doesn't end there. That's the thing. It doesn't end there. Next up, we got Bailey versus Natalia, Which, um, to me, wasn't really... I, I wasn't really too interested in the, in the match, per se. It was a decent match. Uh, I'd give it like a six, six and a half... But um, it was pretty much the character uh, work, the storyline building for me about this match. Um, they had Bianca Belair at, at ringside, and they're building this feud between her and Bailey. So I want to see that culminate. Once again, you know, they're just throwing Natty for the sake of Nat- Natty being there. But I did like the fact that Natty pulled off the win. 
They need to build more on Natty. Like, stop freak. I will say this week in and week out. Stop treating her like she doesn't have a legacy. Stop treating her like she doesn't have more skills than half the people back backstage. Stop treating her like she didn't train or help train half the women back there. Give Natalia her just due. Give her her props. And let her get her fucking killer championship run. That's all I ask. Let her get a killer run. But Natty ends up winning um, after Bianca Bailey kind of gets up. Slightly distracts um, Bailey while she's in in the um, sharpshooter. I don't know if that's exactly why she tapped. But that's more than likely why what Bailey is going to use as an excuse. Next up, we get the tribute to Pat Patterson. Rest in peace once again. Um, we It was an amazing tribute. They played his, his favorite song from Frank Sinatra, uh, which was My Way. Um, amazing song. And I love the package that they put together for Pat. Um, they actually showed Pat Patterson singing along with the song. And then, you know, just showing clips throughout his career and all the wrestlers that he's rubbed shoulders with. Some of his moments, you know, amazing package. When when WWE does, you know, package videos, promo videos, they do it the best. And this really hit all the notes of Pat Patterson, who he was, the who he what he meant to people and, you know, who was important around him, too. So rest in peace, Pat. Next up, we get the Pat Patterson tribute match. Daniel Bryan, Big E, Rey Mysterio versus Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Sami Zayn. So, I love this match. Um, it, You know, I didn't know what to expect going in because it was like, oh, Pat Patterson tribute match. Okay, you know, what is that? So, it was basically a three-on-three standard stuff. Great match. I give this a seven and a half. It was... It was, wasn't like a straight-up competitive match, it, although it was a good match. But it was, I guess the tribute part was the way they won with the roll-up pin. That was the way he booked a lot of matches. Um, you know, he, he was known for the roll-up, so we ended up getting that. Then, they you know, they did a, some gimmicky stuff. Only, you know, Pat Patterson is known for at the end, which was was pretty dope. All the faces, um, you know, pretty much throwing out the heels and then beating up on Dolph Ziggler. Um, you know, obviously, the faces won. Daniel Bryan, Big E, and Rey Mysterio. It was a great a great uh, match for the for what it was. So, go out and watch that. Um, a particular spot I did like was Sami Zayn and um, Daniel Bryan's little go-around because it, it could have gone either way. And, you know, this was really earned on uh, Daniel Bryan's part. I thought Sami Zayn was going to sneak the win, but it, it, Dolph Ziggler ended up in this uh, combination back and forth between him and Sami Zayn and won with the roll-up in tribute to Pat Patterson. So pretty dope. Go go out and see that. The uh, commentary was definitely, um, you know, telling the fans straight up they were tributing that, and that was... You know, in honor of Pat. So, um, yeah, they end up beating up Dolph Ziggler 
at the end. And then next up, we have backstage, Kayla Braxton, Kevin Owens, and Otis. Uh, Braxton recaps what happened earlier and says that um, they're in the tag team match tonight. But he also challenged the uh, Roman at TLC. So she asks why Owens has beef with Roman. Owens doesn't want to squash the beef, even if you give him a run of rum ham. Owens says that he used to look up to Roman, but not now. He says that he tried to be kind to everyone who works in the back. And then we get Liz Dorado just randomly, which wasn't random at all, open the door behind him just so Owens can seem like the good guy. Obvious cheesy shit. Kevin Owens has been a bad guy for the majority of his career. Don't phone it in. Please don't phone it in. Kevin Owens is too good on the mic, too good of a uh, wrestler and, you know, character himself to get put in those cheesy-ass moments. So, it is what it is. But what I did like about this segment was Otis coming in, and they're starting to drift away from the Otis is just a stupid idiot, oaf, uh, guy who just likes to eat. They actually... Letting him talk more. He's not doing the accent. Shit like that. He actually had coherent sentences. And cut a pretty decent promo. So I hope they start leaning more into that. And you know. Do more with Otis on that regard. So before we continue. On to the rest of the show. Let's take a quick break. To our sponsors. The people who keep the lights on. To keep this cafe Bavue train going. We'll be right back. After these messages. And we're back. We have uh we left off with the Kevin Owens and Otis backstage uh segment with Otis cutting a really decent promo, uh you know slight shift to his character. Uh, is what I got out of that. So pretty good. Next up, we have um a little recap of Carmella and Sasha Banks interaction from last week, with Sasha Banks finally getting her comeuppance on Carmella and. Beating her backstage. So next up, we get the interview between them. And um, they're doing like a split screen. And Michael Cole starts with Carmella. But Sasha tells him to hold on. And they end up, you know, going back and forth. Sasha and Carmella. And Sasha reminds Carmella that she has the title, not Carmella. So Cole asks if there's a chance that these two are maybe more alike than they think. Based on Carmella's comments last week that she used to be like Banks, Carmella points out that she won the first two Money in the Bank matches. Banks points out Carmella had help from the guy with no chin <laughs> and our truth Banks says that she's out of Carmella's league and um, no matter what Carmella does, she will never be in the same league as Banks. Carmella claims Banks is jealous. Then Carmella says that they both came up in NXT together and that Banks is jealous of her. Banks says she'll give a title shot to Carmella at TLC, but Carmella's never seen a bitch as bad as Banks. But um, pretty much what I did like about this, Carmella, you know, seemed like she was shooting from the hip a little bit, gave her some, gave her the biggest jab she could good, uh, give uh, Sasha Bay. She told her straight up, I am a better champion than you. I have a longer championship reign than all five championship reigns you have put together. That 
was a low blow and a very truthful uh, statement. So did appreciate that interview segment. It was really good. It finally made me interested in Carmella and, and whatever this new thing is that she's trying to do. Next up is Murphy with the Mysterio family versus King Corbin. And Corbin uh, comes out with these new guys. And I'm like the whole time, who the fuck are, who are these guys? It's Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake from the Forgotten Sons. And um, I'm sorry, they're not the Forgotten Sons anymore, but I still forgot these guys. Wesley Blake completely shaven. They were both wearing these stupid ass blazers over hoodies like they look ridiculous um but they uh helped secure corbin's win with a distraction and corbin ends up hitting murphy with the end of days but this was a good match good back and forth um murphy hit a couple high knee strikes that give the v trigger a run for his money they you know Murphy's one of those guys that could potentially be one of the best one day. And I hope that they they continue this upward trajectory of his career too. So Corbin ends up getting the sneak uh the the win with the distraction. And then they end up beating up, you know, they end up beating up the Mysterios in the process of that distraction. So Mysterio family still, you know, attached to the hip. With uh, Buddy Murphy, that's the only thing I really don't like about Murphy's, you know, rise in his solo career is the fact that he's so attached to that storyline still and still attached to the Mysterios, you know. Once him, the Seth storyline ended and the Mysterio versus Seth stuff ended, he should have drifted. If he was going to keep Aaliyah, at least in the storyline, that would have made sense. But Ray should be doing his own thing. Dominic should be doing his own thing. If anything, those two guys should be tagging. And Murphy should be doing his own thing. And Leah should be accompanying him for the time being. If they want to keep the story, you know, lines going. But next up, we got the Street Profits backstage. And they're doing one of their typical Street Profit promos. Talking about everything that's going on on the show. And um, we got Bobby Roode, unfortunately, making a play for their tag titles. <sighs> Let Bobby Roode be his own person. Why do they have to team great people with Sean Gunn? I mean, Billy Michaels. I mean, Dolph Ziggler. Why do they have to keep tagging people with him, man? It's a dead end. It's a dead end. But Bobby Roode wasn't the only one with uh, Cesaro, who I was wondering where he's been. Ends up interrupting, reminding him that him and Shinsuke are a tag team, and they kind of run the run the landscape of SmackDown before the Street Profits got here. So, I wonder what, where that's gonna go. But just leaves off with them arguing, and we we cut to the main event. So Kevin Owens and Otis versus Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. Jay. Uso ends up coming out by himself. Roman, Roman's punishment to him was he had to pretty much start off the match and, and hold his own. Roman takes a sweet-ass time again to come out. 
finally does show support to Jay. Jay was, you know, holding his own a little bit, but the numbers game, it was getting the best of him. And then Kevin Owens starts, you know, getting the best of him. Roman ends up, you know, asking for the tag. He goes for the tag, but doesn't. Ends up going out. Superman punching Otis. Whoops Otis ass. Like, really laid it in on him. Hitting him on the table. The ring post. Like, dominating. This is the best. And I repeat myself. This is the best version of Roman Reigns. In years from now... And they talk about Roman. This is the version of Roman Reigns they're going to be talking about. Believe it when I say it. This is the best version of Roman Reigns. Destroying Otis outside. Then ends up going back to the ring. Disappointed at his cousin. His cousin ends up in um in a situation where he's about to capitalize from uh, Roman's interference on KO. He's about to capitalize. Hit him with a frog splash. Roman tells him, no, get down. It's not over. I'm the head of the table. This is my show. Get down. I finished the show. This is <laughs> the best version of Roman Reigns. Jey Uso climbs down, goes to tag in Roman Reigns. <clears throat> Excuse me. Goes into tagging Roman Reigns. And. um, One second. Let me get this exactly. Tells him. Alright. He tells him. This is my show. I finished this. Roman tells. uh, Uso goes to tag in Roman. But Owens. Oh yeah. Owens ends up. um, Clubbing. Clubbing him. Roman off off the apron. Then he ends up. You know, reversing a super kick from Jay Uso and turning it into the stunner. About to get the the pin, but then Roman comes back in, breaks up the the pin, then puts Kevin Owen in the guillotine. See what I didn't like about this part was the freaking referee instantly di- disqualified um Roman and Jay. Like I know he wasn't the legal man, but usually the ref has to count to five. Before it's an illegal um, situation in the ring. So, a little preemptive on that DQ ref. But I, 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 it was effective at the end of the day. Roman ends up putting out KO. Gives Jay Uso that, that look. Jay slides out to the ring. Goes get two steel chairs. Throws it in the ring. They end up smashing the chairs. Both of them back to back on Kevin Owens' back. Destroying Kevin Owens. They end up putting a chair on Kevin Owens' chest, which I never understand why people do this move because it hurts you more than it hurts the other person. But Jay Uso gets on the turnbuckle, hits his frog splash onto the chair on Kevin Owens. Then, as soon as Jay Uso rolls off of Kevin Owens from the frog splash, boom! Steel chair. To Ro- from Roman Reigns to Jey Uso's back. Starts destroying Jey Uso. I told you, Us, how many times I got to tell you? How many times I got to repeat myself? Starts smashing him in his chest with a steel chair. Destroyed his cousin. Starts destroying 
Kevin Owens, grabs the title, puts it on Kevin Owens' chest, grabs Jay Uso by the face, drags him close to Kevin Owens, and tells him, you see what you did? You trying to separate me and my family? You could have just took the title. It could have just been about the title. But you trying to disrespect me as a man. Now you got my attention. Now you got the world's attention. The world is watching now. That was... It's the quiet storm. I keep saying it. Roman Reigns has this thing right now where... It's a it's a low build. He's he's calm. He's calm and then boom, he explodes. He destroyed his own cousin to show Kevin Owens, I'm gonna destroy him. Imagine what the fuck I'm going to do to you. This TLC match is gonna be definitely one I'm I'm looking forward to. Roman is easily becoming my favorite person to watch right now at WWE TV and God honest truth, you rewind this shit. Uh, even a year ago, I would never think I would be saying this right now, that he is my favorite part of the show right now. That was the main event. That's how we end up with uh, SmackDown. I can go on all day about how good Roman is, but I want you guys to listen to this review, maybe gain some interest, go back and watch this for yourselves. This was definitely high-quality Roman Reigns, high-quality tribal chief, head of the table, best of the best, the reigning, defending, undisputed, universal heavyweight champ, Roman Reigns. And I am Kayfabe AJ. This has been Kayfabe Avenue. You can find us at Kayfabe Avenue on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, where you can see the visual versions of most of our podcasts. And if you like the podcast, like, share, and subscribe. And also click that support link. Subscribe to the ch- to the channel on the support link on Anchor, as well as Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Donate what you can. Keep the lights on. Keep this Kayfabe Avenue train going. Like I said, I have been... Uh, Kayfabe AJ, this is McKayfabe Avenue. That was the SmackDown wrap-up. Go, go, go watch that. What are you waiting for? Austin, take us home. And that's the bottom line. Why? Because those Stone Cold said so. Thank you very much, you son of a bitch.